Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes completely eradicating not just reducing completely eradicating i believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for mondays not fridays and get to do their most meaningful work the aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content but instead shift the context under which you operate this podcast is titled choosing leadership because that is what leadership is a choice In each episode I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership at the end i will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast and with that let's get started chandan is the co-founder and chief design officer at coditas and is always ready to geek out on ux and design in the interview chandan shares his journey of growth and the role spirituality has played in his life He emphasizes the importance of finding inner calm amidst the chaos of leadership and the value of empathy and continuously upgrading one's skills. Hi Chandan and welcome to the Choosing Leadership podcast. Hey Sumit, wonderful to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Why don't you start sure. by sharing a bit of who you are and what do you do? Oh sure, absolutely. So, I am currently working as the co-founder and the head of UX design at Coditas. We we are a high quality software development company. I primarily lead the user experience design practice, where I have a team of around eighty design practitioners, and we offer services from UX strategy, design systems, interaction design, UX copywriting, basically anything and everything when it comes to UX design. As the larger company, we offer a lot of custom software development services, of which in which which includes the front end stuff, back end stuff, data science, AI, ML. we have started a new vertical for generative ai very recently of course and that's how we have grown so far we deal with a lot of clients from all across the globe dealing with a lot of complex problems in the banking sector in fintech sector e-commerce you name it we are there yeah and before we go into that can you share a bit of your background how did your like background prepare you for what did you do today oh sure absolutely that's a very interesting story i come from a very small town near varanasi So Varanasi is known for its spiritual vibe, yeah. and I finished my schooling from there. I come from a background where I understand what scarcity is, uh, what life struggles are, what what survival struggles are. So from there, I started picking up the the idea that I need to value what I have, and there there's nothing in this world which comes to you for free. you need to work really hard to achieve anything that you want to achieve in your life so from there i completed my education there then moved to pune for higher education 
And I then joined computer engineering. I got into the technical side of the things. I finished my computer engineering from the uh, University of Pune in 2012. And when I was in my college, we always wanted to start up. We always had this idea of we want to do something of our own and all. So the typical fascination every college kid has. Luckily, I was I was part of a circle where my, my friends were excellent programmers. In fact, some of them are the best programmers I've ever worked with. Some of them have moved to Microsoft, some of them moved to Amazon. And one of the best person that I have ever worked with was my, has, has been my business partner. His name is Varun. I remember where during the last year of our college, when the campus placements were going on, the story that I keep telling to all the juniors that I meet. I, I, so I participated in this campus drive, basically. Right? So you get a lot of companies coming to your college campuses trying to hire fresh talent. And I was never one of those studious genius guys. Just there, telling along. And so I go to this placement drive and I look around, right? And I see an ocean of people. All I see is just heads. Everyone is wearing formals and everyone is there to get the job. And at that, a thought hit me at that point in time, which I still carry in my head is, why would anybody hire me and not these thousands of other people? And that is, that question is still in my head in anything that I do. From there, when we started, when we started, when we decided to not take up the job offers that we had got from our college and do something of our own. So we started focusing a lot on native app designs. And this is when Android and iOS apps used to be the thing back then, right? Mm -hmm. Now, today's age, you have hybrid applications. Flutter has come in and a lot of different hybrid tech has come in. Um, but back in the day, people were still very reliant on going to App Store, Play Store, downloading native applications, playing around stuff. When we started building our first startup, what we realized was there was this one specific gap. We had expertise in native app development. We had expertise in front-end, back-end, and all sorts of technology. Yeah. So yeah, so the people that we had with us, they had very deep tech expertise. What was missing was design, UX design. And I decided to take that out. So I, in the initial days of my career, I did a lot of front-end coding also. So I understood the technological part of what actually people design. What missing piece that we identified was, of course, the entire user experience side of things, right? So that is one responsibility that, that I picked up along with the development work that, that I was doing. And I started enjoying it. I started loving it. Like today, I keep telling everyone that if there is one thing that I can continue doing my entire life, for which I will never be paid, it is design. So it is like very soon, the work that I was doing started becoming a kind of a meditation. And mm -hmm. even today, if I am feeling down because of whatever reasons, I do not hesitate to open up Figma, you know, play around with 50 different things. And that just very quickly helps me calm down my nerves and I then become myself. Tell me a bit about that you mentioned, which is, uh, as you said, a very spiritual place. Yeah. And now you yeah. mentioned design yeah. and meditation. So is there a spiritual yeah. side to you? Do you take that? Has that played a role in your growth as you have grown? It it has. It has absolutely has. In fact, so what happened, anybody who has ran a startup or has been, has dealt with high pressure situations, especially dealing with people, right? What happens is, when you are dealing with people, a lot of emotions are at play. You can't really paint your biases, your ways of looking at things onto everyone's faces and assume and expect that everyone will behave as per you. Okay? And that is where things go wrong. Especially leaders, they, are, they will constantly find themselves 
in positions where they have to deal with people. That is mm-hmm. one thing that they cannot escape. B, so I am just 32 years old. I'm still learning a lot of things. So what I realized was some of those pressures were still, I was not able to handle. It was just too much. For example, say somebody's family is suffering with something and they, they need help from me and I probably I can't help them or probably I can. So it's just that I started figuring out ways in which I could just calm myself down. One beautiful thing about Varanasi, which I love, of course, it is my hometown, so I love it, of course, like every, everyone else does, but it, a city has a certain level of structure in chaos, right? I, I don't know if you have been there, but anyone who has been there would attest to it. When you go there, everything is moving. Everyone is running around, people are laughing, crying, and you know, 50,000 different types of smells and whatnot. All of your sensory organs are always active. But at the same time, when you go to Ganga Ghats, for example, the Ghats of Ganga, right? So you'll find so many people just sitting there, enjoying the, enjoy, enjoying just who they are, right? Mm-hmm. So that is what I think I still carry in myself. I I love enjoying who I am. I do have a lot of flaws, but at the end of the day, it is just who I am, right? So that's what has helped me. Varanasi, of course, has a very deep impact to, to who I am and what I have become in my life. Along with, of course, my parents and my family. I recently became a father. I have a three-year-old daughter now. So I'm, I'm learning to how to be a parent now. A lot of patience is what you require, right? So that's, uh, yeah, that's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on, on becoming a parent. And thank <laughs> sure. you for sure. sharing that journey. I think what you described about Varanasi is also very true for a startup, right? Everything, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, being very fast moving and then yet there is a, there is a level of structure, especially which leaders have to Build. So can you share how have you grown as your company has grown over the years? How has your role as a oh. leader changed? Oh, of course. I think, I don't, I, I don't know if it is a good thing or a bad thing, but I have absorbed my profession in my personality is what I believe. And a lot of time when I do retros- retrospective. So for example, being a designer, we need to be driven by empathy. We can't be driven by our opinions or biases. For any new problem that we need to solve, we need to reach a very neutral standpoint before we decide what will be the right way of mm-hmm. doing things. Over a period of time, I've understood how important it is to bring the balance between business and people. And I have consistently learned the value of upgrading your own skills. Right? No matter at what position I reach, I will always have to help my team. I am the servant for my team. Their success depends on me. Right, So that is... One thing that I have, I've learned after a lot of failures, of course, and something that I think I will carry forward my entire life. So today, anybody who joins my team, be it somebody at an entry level or somebody at, say, head of UX, my thought always is, how do I help this person, right? And how do I help them become better at themselves? Like today, if somebody who is working with me comes to me when, say, Chandan, I have an offer from a larger company, which is 10 times better than yours. I am the happiest person. I never try to hold on to people, right? I'm like, okay, that's excellent. You should grow, right? So, success is a testament of how much we as a team and how I as a leader have been able to invest into their success. And and I just feel very happy about that. Everyone who has worked with me, definitely, yes. Yeah. And was there a point where you realized this or where you shifted how you were thinking about like work or business to people? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. I think that has been with me since the beginning. The first person that we hired, I remember from there as well, his name was Prasanna. Excellent guy. Still was very early in his career. But 
I have been, I think, I believe I've been that kind of person since the beginning at the core fundamental level. But yeah, a lot of things have changed. I've started realizing how, no, no matter how hard I try, I cannot please everyone. Right. So once we moved beyond a certain size in the team, I started realizing the practical limitations around being helpful to everyone. So what you have to do in that case is bring a, build a team which can then help others. Right. So for the, if I personally can have reached to 10 people, then those 10 people can have reached to another set of people. So you, you, you have more than 100 people that you are now in that thing. So that is how I have changed over a period of time. In, in my leadership role. Yeah, yeah. And uh, with the success that you have, right, can you share a bit about your future plans and what new challenges that you have right now? Oh, sure, absolutely. So at this point in time, purely from UX design standpoint, we are trying to invest heavily into AI-driven software development philosophy, right? When I say AI-driven software development philosophy, what I mean is, the way that designers have been looking at their approach of solving a problem is now going to fundamentally change. So how we look at certain use cases, certain certain product features, right? the traditional ways are not going to work. So I am currently focusing very hard on making sure my team is enabled to start developing this new kind of thinking, this new kind of product thinking philosophy so that as long as they are working with me, they are successful. And tomorrow, if they decide to move on to some other company, they are still equally successful mm. or even, in fact, even more possible. So that is where I'm currently focusing on. Of course, there are a lot of other high funded things as well. Apple launched with uh, you know, Vision Pro recently. We have been playing a lot lately with generative AI, conversational experiences. I believe if, if the conversational experience, generative AI continues to go, in the direction that it is going right now, the access to information is going to become flat. Right? They, for example, say if you want to, say if you want to send some money to someone through your bank account, right? So you have to go through a series of different actions to perform that particular task. I believe that all of that is fundamentally changed. Now designers will have to start thinking on how can we save time, the most valuable asset that any human being will ever have is time, right? So how much time can we save for them to allow them to do better things in their lives, right? So that is where my my goal is now moving towards and how do I learn those philosophies? How do I imbibe those fundamentals into myself is that when we go. Yeah, yeah. And as you also grow your own organization, right? Or your own department. Yeah. What is yeah. the biggest pain point right now given that growth, especially as a leader? Yeah. I think one thing that I've realized is that there's an innate quality of people being curious. And that sadly is what I'm finding missing. And that has been my biggest challenge since a long time now. This I don't know how to change it and I'm continuously trying. But what I'm realizing is a lot of time people will listen to you because they're their quote-unquote bonds and they'll just do whatever you tell them, right? They will never come back to you or question your own belief. Or tell you, hey, gentlemen, I think you're wrong. Or there is a different way of doing things. They just become somebody who follows instruction. I don't think, I don't think you can be successful in your life if you have that kind of mindset. I've done a lot of retrospect on that. When I remember when I was in school, I've seen a lot of time even our teachers shouting at kids if they ask some awkward questions right in the classroom. So only people, some small children, they start developing this habit of not asking questions because now they are scared. 
If I ask this question, I'll get a scolding. My parents will not allow it. My teachers are not going to allow it. In fact, that is one very conscious decision that we are taking with our daughter. Now, right? She has reached the stage where she is asking why this, why that, for everything. Yeah. Right? She'll have the why question a thousand times. So that is the biggest organizational problem that I think we are currently facing from people perspective. From business perspective, we are trying to solve the problem of how do we continuously provide the best value to them and how do we keep customer experience at the center of everything that we do. So it does not matter if you are a single founder company or if you are a founder of a multi-billion dollar brand, we will value you equally, right? For us, your success is our success. Just the way I was saying, right? When somebody joins my team, their success becomes my goal. Similarly, Whenever we start working with a large organization or a small organization, their success is our responsibility. That is the reason why they are paying us. That is the reason why they are spending their time with us. And if we are not able to do justice to that, then we are a failure. And that that thought has constantly been chasing us. And we always try to make sure that we are not failing our clients. Right? That's it. Yeah, thank you for sharing these these two challenges, right? Moving from challenges to strengths, what do you think that you are uniquely good at that allow you to be successful at what you do? <laughs> I think, I believe I'm uniquely good at navigating through complex conversation, mm-hmm. right? Understanding what to say in what situation to sometimes diffuse and sometimes support people. So sometimes diffuse tension or sometimes to support people. That's again a soft skill. I love interaction design. If you want to talk about hard skills, so I love it. I do designing for TV, mobile apps, webs, mobile devices, AR, VR, what you name it. But the more important skill is the soft skill, right? So, how do you say if somebody is struggling with something in their lives and they are your teammate? Sometimes it just makes sense to just sit there, give them the listening ear, let them say whatever they want to say. Sometimes they might be angry at you, just absorb it, right? So Varanasi is also is known as the the city of Lord Shiva, mm-hmm. and one of the one of the primary traits that Lord Shiva had was his composure. So I think that is another another interesting character that I've developed from my hometown, where I can be composed in a very tense situation yeah. and still try to do the best. Yeah, and how does this relate to what you were talking about, like people not being curious or people not questioning the leaders? Does that help there? How does that dynamic play out? So what I think is, as a society in India, again, this is my observation, I can definitely be wrong. But as a society in India, we have always been followers. We have always been, you tell me what to do, people. Right? I'm not saying that is the case with the entire culture, but I do find that playing a huge role in some of the people that I deal with. And that has been the biggest blocker, right? In fact, a very interesting thing. When I conduct interviews, when I'm trying to speak with, say, anybody who's going to join my team, I sometimes intentionally give them wrong answer. Just to see how they react. <laughs> just to see how they react. Are they, going, are they coming back to me telling me, no, I think I have a different opinion here. Or I think you're wrong. Or are they saying, oh, ah, yes, I think you're right. You're right. This is how it should be. And I, I do that with everyone that I interview. Probably it's a trade secret that I'm putting out there. But I do that. I try to question sometimes. And I'll ask them very dumb questions. And I know they'll know the right answer. And they'll give me the right answer. And very confidently, I'll tell them something wrong. And just to see how they react, right? 
So that is the way things are. But I think uh, people have to be continuously groomed in a way that they should start taking a few courageous decisions and they should not hesitate telling people when they are wrong. Because at the end of the day, I think that also reflects the lack of ownership. Some people mm-hmm. have a lack of ownership. And if I do this and if I feel, then it becomes my responsibility. But if you tell me, right, uh, how what to do, it's, I believe that is what is happening. And we as a team take a very conscious efforts, effort to make sure our team members are not behaving that way. Any of the decisions that are coming out of my team has to be backed by proper data. If anybody comes and tells me because so-and-so person asked me to do it this way, then that conversation is not going to go well. I am very lucky to have a team which is which never hesitates to tell me that you're wrong here. And probably that also played a very huge role in whatever I've been able to achieve in my career and life so far. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Can you share something about yourself which most people are not aware of? Oh, sure. I I do lose my cool. <laughs> I, I do lose my cool. It's, but just that it's, it's pretty contained. As I said, dealing with people day in and day out, you start absorbing a lot of their emotions. And when you... Some, and then you have to be very judicious about where exactly this emotion is going. Is it going towards your family? Is it going towards your work? I am one thing that very few people know about me is I am very good at channelizing my emotions. So if I am upset, I will channelize it into things which I find more productive. And ninety percent of the time, it's my work. And but yeah, I, I, I think that is my superpower. I think that that I, I know how to channelize my frustration and my failures a lot of times to things that I find productive. Yeah. So that's how you, how you manage pressure. Yes, exactly. That's how I manage pressure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And if you could wake up tomorrow having any new ability or skill, what would that be? Oh, wow. That's a tough question. I think it would be the ability to understand what people are trying to say beyond their words. Having that deep connect And it is very important to me as a human being, as well as in my profession. When we design for people, we need to understand people. I think if I had that superpower, I would probably be the happiest person in this entire world, right? If I'm sitting in front of you, if I'm able to understand who you are at your core, that can help me help you better. Absolutely. I think that's wonderful phrasing. Also, and I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders. I think that's a common thing that that we want to get to, uh, and understand people and build their, those right. deep connections. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Given your background, given your journey, what advice would you give to a leader or an entrepreneur who is struggling with their team, struggling with managing everything? Oh. Again, good, very good question. I think I, I still believe I'm very early in my leadership career. I am still making a lot of mistakes. And, uh, but if I would probably, I don't know if this possible, but I would like to reframe that question in a way that if I could travel back in time and meet Chandan, say 10 years ago, the advice that I would give to him is give people more room to make mistakes. And that is how they will grow. As a leader, if you're just being too tight around people that you're working with, being nitpicking each and every mistake that they make, they may not be able to grow as fast as they could have. That's mm-hmm. a mistake that I made early in my career. And if any leader is struggling with something like that, 
especially people problem. Sometimes you just have to give people some room to make their own mistake. I will tell you the mistake that I made so that you don't make it. Everyone makes their own share of mistakes. Yeah. No matter how much I try to contain it. If they don't make those mistakes, mm-hmm. they'll never understand the severity of some of those mistakes. They'll yes. not be able to learn. Yeah. Thank you for reframing the question. And let me reframe sure. it one more time. So let's say <laughs> sure, if, sure, if sure. the Chandan of 10 years into the future comes to, to this moment today, what advice would that yeah. give Chandan of today? Oh, wow. That's okay. You're doing a lot of bounces at me now. <laughs> oh, that's, I think uh, what advice that... Oh, that's an interesting thing. Opening up and connecting with strangers. Hmm. And I'll, I'll be very honest with you. The idea of coming out to this conversation and talk to you was extremely uh, uncomfortable. And one of the reasons why I decided to go ahead with it and say yes was because of my current uh, effort to deal with my own uncomfortable situations, right? As a, hmm. Being in front of people that you have never met before and building meaningful connections is what I would, future 10 years, Chandan would come back and tell uh, the present Chandan that you should get more comfortable speaking with people that you've never met before and try to have genuine conversation with no intention to get anything back from them. Right? So it's just a human connect. So with to Chandan connect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. And as we wrap this up, anybody who might be listening and they would want to reach out to you or find out what are you up to, what is the best way sure. for them to do it? LinkedIn. My, my LinkedIn profile is there. They can, of course, reach out to me on email as well. My email ID is chandan, C-H-A-N-D-A at the rate coditas.com, P-O-D-I-T-A-S.com. But yeah, LinkedIn is probably the place that I live. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing everything. I will make sure I include your LinkedIn profile with the show notes. Awesome. I want to wish you all the best for everything that lies ahead. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's it. For this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta, I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, Can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of, To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved, and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.